You know that SNL song, Dick in a Box? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> You're listening to We Die First, a podcast for black horror fans by black horror fans. Spooky Squad. Spooky Squad. Oh, they didn't answer. Uh, th- oh. Yeah, they. I always, yeah, I always think they're gonna answer, and one time they will, and it will be terrifying. Be- That's when you know we made it. That they've found our apartments, and they're waiting outside because they found our addresses. It's terrifying, but endearing. Yeah, I want a stalker. <laughs> Just kidding. No, I don't. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Should not put that energy out there. Speaking of stalkers, we do have someone in our midst, though. <laughs> I was really looking forward to how you're going to tie that in. And it's a stalker because it's someone we've seen before. <laughs> <laughs> What's in the box? It's Amarisbud. Me. Uh, thanks for having me back on. <laughs> so I'm so happy to be here. Uh, I had a blast the first time, and I was, as soon as Sinek invited me back on, I was. That's all. This is all I was thinking of. So, I mean, we know he was actually waiting by his computer, waiting for that message yeah. to come in with the invitation. He's like that. It's that one scene from Audition. <laughs> yeah. He's just sitting, his computer in the middle of a room, and then there's just, and then like the ping from an yeah. email goes off, and this thing in a sack starts oh. growling and rolling around. Can I admit something disgusting? What? I've never seen Audition. Neither. <laughs> oh, no, me neither. I just know. Like several all of us, all of us just nodding <laughs> to look was, cool to each other. Was, right, I was nodding. Like I mean, I know that movie, but I don't. I've never seen it. I still haven't seen it. I don't even oh, know. No, I, I know, know the movie. Sounds. I like, only know that scene from a uh, from Bravo's Top 100 Scariest that's, Movie. Countdown. That's where I know it too. Oh no, uh, Amar, uh, auditions is like Japanese movie. I think it's from the 90s, early 90s or something, and I it's about so. this man who. Um, he's a widower and he's trying to find like a new wife. And then he like meets this woman who's like, his son holds auditions. Right. And, mm-hmm. and it's about, this would have been a nice one for March madness because she's, I, I don't know enough of it to say if it's like a commentary on any like mental illness or anything, but she is crazy. <laughs> and it's just like, she's obsessive. But like one of the scenes is she's just waiting in a room with a, a phone and not a cell phone, like a landline, just sitting in this room. And then this thing in a sack starts rolling around. And it's just this guy she keeps in it and tortures throughout the movie, I guess. Oh. Yeah. Third wave feminism. I don't, you know? I don't know if we should, I don't know if we should call women crazy. <laughs> Um, I don't think we should call women crazy unless they're fucking cuckoo. It's like, no, um, we shouldn't. <laughs> unless they're crazy bitches. She sounds to me like she's a girl boss more than anything else. Okay, to be fair, <laughs> the guy is a dick holding auditions to find a wife under false pretenses. Yeah, it's pretty messed up. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, really, it's just a movie of this girl being completely normal and this guy being a dick. I mean, it's most movies. I feel like I have. I feel like I could watch it though. It sounds. It does sound interesting. I haven't yeah. watched that much day horror actually. I need to do that. Some good stuff. I was watching this one called um, House the other day. Yo, oh, I watched yeah. it sober. It's fucking weird. <laughs> it's I like that. 
Is that like just a thing you have to preface? Like I watched this movie because sober. I think it would have been really great if I had watched it high because it's it's that kind of movie where it's like this is batshit. It was crazy, but it's it's good, but it's really it's really fucking crazy. Like Sam Raimi was inspired by it, and you can kind of see where he got his inspiration for like Evil Dead and stuff. But it's like a really weird, like kind of surrealist Japanese movie from the seventies. Yeah, it's on HBO Mask Max if you got it. HBO Mask. HBO Mask. Huh? <laughs> the the pandemic version of HBO. Yeah. Yeah. Pandemic save. <laughs> but hey, uh, Amar, for people who maybe didn't he- listen to the episode you were on, you're on for Hellraiser. Go ahead and reintroduce yourself. Oh yeah, uh, I'm Amar Rizbud. I'm a comedian slash grad student based based in Chicago, and I'm also a horror movie enthusiast, and I have a podcast about horror movies myself called uh and i forgot the name the pod is coming from inside the house (laughs) where could we where could we find you on the internet twitter instagram only fans uh so you can find me on all of those platforms wink wink (laughs) i I, I do not have it just yet uh my twitter and instagram education some some way you know uh i'm kind of doing the cliche of stripping my way through college uh, with his, with no audience. <laughs> so, uh, my Twitter and Instagram handles are at bummer underscore no underscore B. Uh, and I also have a letterboxed uh, A-D-R-I-S-B-U-D, uh, where I try to log every movie I watch, which I feel like is relevant to both our pods. So. That's awesome. How's that been? Mm-hmm. How's like Letterboxd been for you? I've never actually like really been on it. It's nice. I'm not like... At first, I was, like, kind of into, like, the social aspect of it, of, like, oh, seeing what my friends think of movies and stuff. But now, Mm. lately, it's turned more into, like, helping me remember what movies I watched as my memory steadily fails over time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which is a, it's a, I mean, it's a helpful tool for that of, like, oh, okay, so I have, I have seen this and, like, I, I either, like, liked it or didn't, but, like, I, there's, the watch list is also super like helpful because that's always that's like something before I had Letterbox that I would just be like, oh, I have to remember this movie, and then I just like forget it immediately. If I like log it in my watch list, then I don't need to remember it. I can just like mm-hmm. some some people have you know like photo albums to just remember the good times, and then just Amar has Letterbox. Yeah, exactly. I actually, like, do oh, yeah. all of my I do all of my social media. <laughs> 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 I like oh, that. Good though. times. I mean, I can get on to Letterboxd the, then. I contact the Screen Actors Guild. I contact the Writers Guild. And I say, uh, I try to lobby to make all of my pictures legally movies so I can put them up on Letterboxd. <laughs> <laughs> it's exhausting, but uh, fulfilling. One day it'll well, stick. Yeah. You know, it's exhausting. Starving a man and strapping him to a bed for a year, (laughs) (laughs) which is, hey, that was a sneak transition. They can't all be winners. I'm sorry. Wow. See, we got company here. So now he's showing off. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I hate that. I um, because I was I went to watch this, and Alana hates horror movies, as we know. And I was like, "Do you want to watch this with me?" 
And she, of course, said no. And I'm like, it's not that bad. And she goes, you know, when you invite me and Evan on your podcast, I'm just going to like tell every time you say a movie's not that bad. And I was like, you know, I think we might not do it because whenever company's over, you just make me look like a piece of shit. <laughs> he strapped me down to a chair and made me watch seven. <laughs> it was to get into the movie. <laughs> Yeah, y'all, we watched Seven, also known as S- Seven. And- seven. S- seven. 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 From 1995, directed by David Fincher, starring Brad Pitt, Pat- Brad Pitt, uh, Morgan Freeman, <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow, John C. McGinley. And, you know, okay, I wonder if they removed him from the starring list after the fact so okay kevin space in this movie i feel like we have to address yeah oh (laughs) we have to uh i think address the elephant sorry go ahead yeah okay no address the elephant first because i (laughs) i feel like that's that's what i was gonna talk about yeah i feel like we've addressed the elephant in the room and kevin spacing in this movie i mentioned that because i'm reading off of the wikipedia starring list like right underneath the movie poster Mm -hmm. and his name's not there and i'm surprised because he is a pretty big name and they kind of bury the lead a little bit so i was like i wonder if wikipedia got this name from like the main list but so so i think what I was going to say and what my question was going to be, did they take him out of the starring list after the fact, or did David Fincher not include him in the opening in the opening credit sequence? Because that would be a yeah. narrative choice with this movie. Oh, I wasn't yeah. talking about that. I was talking about just like the starring list on Wikipedia. Wikipedia, like the very first, because you know, there's oh, two, there's okay. the cast list and then there's like the starring list under the poster. His name's not there, which is surprising because he is a, a big name. Like he's yep. Kevin Spacey's very famous. I, it was, it stood out to me that his name was removed, but John C. McGinley's name is still there. Hmm. Yeah, that is weird. You know, I don't know. Maybe a lot of that is just like, like shit that shook out in negotiations <laughs> during the movie too. I don't know. Hey, I don't know. It's, it's like, villains it's it's Wikipedia, so who the fuck knows? It, it, it's anybody's anybody's game. I could put anyone's yeah, name there. Th- this is a hard and fast thing. Like Wikipedia made it so it is real. Yeah. I I might just Stop. throw my name in there for shits and giggles. See how long I can keep it there, before someone notices. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, seven. Um, it's about these two detectives played by Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman who are tracking down a serial killer who's using the seven deadly sins as a motif for his murders. Thoughts? Who? Uh, any first timers watching this movie? Yeah, I, I hadn't seen this movie. I've I had seen it. I think referenced on Twitter as like a cliche cliched '90s thriller, just like as an example and a joke. Mm. So it's always kind of just been to me. It's kind of superficially been kind of like a a, a joke referential movie, but like. I it was very much not that <laughs> after I watched it. <laughs> did you? Would you say you liked it? I th- I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. I did like it. Yeah. What do you think, uh, Sonique? Would you say that you like it? Yeah. Um. This was not my first time seeing it. 
still holds up. I saw it the first time, I think years ago. So I knew the ending and I'm always, you always know, like an ending's fucking good though. If even knowing the ending, you're still like, you still have that feeling of tension. And this was my first yeah. time watching it in so long. And I legitimately was still sitting there, like, like my nails, like digging into the couch. Like I know what's going to happen, <laughs> but I was like, Oh God, this is like, still works. It's still so effective. So I liked yeah. it. I like, I love this movie. How about you, Andrew? Yeah, I've seen it several times. Um, it's great. I watch it. I think uh, John Doe does good work. I have been learning from his writings and his teachings. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I'm so fucking kidding. But uh, I mean, I saw it after <laughs> after watching that Bravo 100 horror movie countdown. Oh, so you knew and the then it just happened to be, but then it happened to be on TV like within the year uh-huh. and I was like oh I'll watch this and then I was like oh shit yeah and then I it was on TV so then I had to go to a movie store and rent it because I was just like what the fuck happened Whoa. and then I I know right that's a thing no one will say <laughs> like ever <laughs> like I went to the movie store and rented this and I just remember watching it and where is like, the fuck. movie store is my question <laughs> Um, in, in my hometown in like 2002, it was. Oh, that's when this happened. I thought, I thought this was like this, on this watch you had to do this. No, on this watch, on this watch, I Googled seven movie online free. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I I would love if like you actually just went to like the last standing Hollywood movie, like, you know. No, I went to the last blockbuster that's like in Oregon or wherever the fuck it is. Is it still open or are they finally closed? There's it? there's one. It's a novelty. There's one blockbuster. It's like almost a museum kind of. Yeah. The way wow. that it's a museum that lets you rent the artifacts. You know? Yeah. So you're really just so basically just taking the same, uh, you know, approach as the British. Just like, oh, you yeah. just take <laughs> take what you want. It's no, fine. because I'm paying for it. Ah, right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm whole, paying for it and logic. acknowledging and then giving it back. <laughs> Something they have yet to learn. No, not even close. Um, shall we get into this movie? Let's get into shall it. We do it. Shall we do it? All right. Um, so we start off meeting Detective Lieutenant William Supperset, played by Morgan Freeman. He is a detective who is about to retire from his um, from his life as a, a detective. We... We never know what, we never find out what city they're in, but they're in this like really like shitty, it's like really shittier version of 90s New York. Um, I feel like at this point, this is the Giuliani year, so they were cleaning up the city. Um, It's always raining, always gray. Yeah, it's like definitely leaning into that kind of old fashioned, like film noir feel. Like there's always rain. It's all, everyone's gray. It's very depressing. Um, But he is, sorry. It's Gotham, is what it is. It is Gotham. I thought that too. Yeah. Gotham is actually in the Batman universe. <laughs> I would love like the very end. Batman just like shows up and it just suddenly becomes like a Batman movie. Yeah. A Batman with the nipples. Batman. Where have you been? Yeah, George Clooney. <laughs> it's like where you let seven people die, Batman. What the fuck? Um, he's partnered with Detective David Mills, played by Brad Pitt. And they we're doing we're doing the classic trope of like 
you know, kind of loose cannon cop with like the old, reti- almost retired, kind of old, very lethal weapon. So I think to your point, Umar, it is very like of the time. Cause I don't think we do that anymore with movies like, oh, two detectives, one's crazy, one's like by the books and like hijinks ensue. <laughs> yeah. Yes, hijinks is what we would say. <laughs> say it's fucking hijinks. hijinks in this movie. You don't agree? No, I think yeah, we have I mean, different definitions of what is a hijink. Oh, I just use hijinks to it, mean, I mean stuff. When, 70s, yes. when in, in the seventies, California was in the grip of the Zodiac prankster. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> oh God, what if the Zodiac killer was like a YouTube prankster? Could you imagine Sonique doing uh like those true crime documentaries? It's like, and then this serial prankster. <laughs> And they're like, ma'am, it's Richard Ramirez. And I was like, serial prankster. And yeah, nice <laughs> prank. get paid. <laughs> nice. um, yeah. Um, so Detective Mills just moved to this new, to Gotham with his wife, Tracy. Gotham. Um, initially, like there's tension between uh, the two of them uh, because what, what kind of detective movie from the 90s would this be without tension between these two people um my first read what are what were your reads on these two characters because first off i was just like okay so detective mills is just an, a high school student like he's bad at his job like like he's an idiot clearly <laughs> and then morgan freeman uh somerset was just like he wanted to retire he was like that guy that was over it but also even if he wasn't over it you could just get the sense that well, because, you know, someone was like telling something. It's like, Somerset, can't wait for you to leave. You're always asking questions. Yeah, You're then, always doing your job. Yeah, that, was my, that was my first read, too. I was like, I mean, what a detective is supposed to do. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it's like the main thing is like you are inquisitive and you ask yeah. questions. Like, yeah, you're always up in here looking for clues, following leads. Yeah. I'm sick and tired. Somerset, what's up with that magnifying glass? It's like, I'm looking for clues. Like, what? And especially, like, at the onset. I mean, later on, I will give some, some due to, like, that persona is that he's just kind of, like, you know, that person that is just too well-read. And you're like, oh, God, we get it. You read. You have a library card. Calm the fuck down. But at the beginning, you don't get all of that. It's, he's literally just, like... Cause he sees the like a murder happened. He sees the kid's picture on the fridge. He's like, "Did the kid see it?" The guy's like, "What do you give a shit about a kid? Guy's dead. Zip zap zap. We're done." <laughs> and it's like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, man? that's not even oh, yeah. a particularly like intellectual observation or like a particularly intellectual yeah. question. That so, like, if I were at the crime scene, I'd probably be like, "Oh, they have a kid." There was probably a room with children's toys. Like, yeah. wouldn't assume it was the parents. Yeah, there's several moments where that happens. And again, not really sure if he is an intellectual or just around a bunch of idiots. Because it's like when he's explaining, which I guess he's explaining to the audience, really. But like, he's explaining to Mills with the whole like, oh, when women are women are taught when they're, you know, being raped, like, don't you know, scream for help, scream fire. And he's just hearing this. And I'm like, yeah, that's like, oh, a psych right? 101 class, like the, the fucking police. Like what? Like, how do you not know? This? <laughs> You're right. I mean, the the police in Gotham are notoriously ridiculous. So I guess. <laughs> and I mean, to this movie's, to this movie's credit, I think the 
it does in a lot of ways hinge on the police not doing their job. I mean, which is so, true. Yeah, that, that's life. huge. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It hinges on, it, on real life. That is one of the, that's one of the sub things of this movie is just like, cause every cop, like there, we'll get into it. Like there's every instance, like you are very aggressive. Yeah. Like at one point they're like this known person we're going after it has a history of mental illness. Send in the SWAT team and scream as you're knocking the door down. <laughs> like that'll handle this situation yeah. well. Yes. It's almost as if like the, the cops in this movie think they're in an action movie, but then Detective Somerset is like, I'm in a film noir. I'm a detective. So they're in two different genres and their behavior <laughs> reflects that. Well, that's the thing. I feel like cops in real life think they're in an action movie too. Like, yeah. yeah, it's the fucking Punisher logo on a lot of their like, uh, on like police vehicles and stuff. Yeah. Like, it is very much like a com like a comic book action hero mentality that they have. Oh, for sure, they're of the same. Like, everyone in the military isn't like this, but you meet a few people who have served who are that same sort of like they think they're Captain America, they think they're like a super soldier, and it's like you spent most of your time behind a desk dude like you didn't you didn't really do anything in the golf like okay. tickets. yeah I, yes know your place sometimes people will be like i'll make fun of like this like service people and it's like wasn't your dad a marine i'm like yeah a cook like <laughs> <laughs> the well like the the politics of this movie like as far as that as far as like that goes or kind of confusing to me because mm. I feel like both of the detectives do also talk about the people in the city as if they don't care. Like apathy, like apathy from a life, like under the heel of poverty makes sense to me, but right. it isn't a malicious apathy in the way that I feel like this movie implies that it is that like it, oh they're, right. yeah they're all shitty people which that's not true they're worn down by their circumstances mm -hmm. and so maybe they can't afford to be like i don't know like you know it's i i think it's a it's a weird thing where like i think it does definitely paint the it at least paints like the like the foot soldier cops as like these trigger happy like corrupt like not very smart people but i feel like it does uphold the detectives as like this you're our last hope kind of thing and i don't know if any of that made sense. yeah no i agree with that it's almost like this movie is like it's the film like the fictionalized film version of like the story of kitty genovese but like that's been completely altered and people like do you know that story I don't know. Kitty Gen Genovese was a woman who, um, long story short, a woman in, I think, Queens in the 60s who was murdered. The story goes, and you probably know this because they usually use this in like psych classes as like an example of the bystander effect of like, oh, she was murdered and all her neighbors watched and no one helped her enough. And that's that's the bystander mm -hmm. effect, guys. Like da -da -da. It's, it, it has the same kind of attitude of like uh, looking at apathy of human and human behavior as being this like this wanton neglect of other human beings. But the reality mm -hmm. of the story is that it's not how it happened at all. Like I'm not going to get into it because it's a very long story, but I recommend um, there's a podcast called you're wrong about, and they spend a lot of time just like debunking mm -hmm. 
myths in pop culture, in science, everything. And they did an episode about it because it completely like dismantles this idea that I think a lot of us are, I was raised on and thinking like, oh, you know, people just don't care about each other. And it's not just because they're worn down. It's because they just like, don't give a fuck, you know? And it's, it's become this illustration of that, the Kitty Genovese case, but it's not true at all. And I think this movie is almost that it's in that same vein, like whoever, Mm -hmm. I mean, the writer of this also bought into that story and thinks like, yes, people in cities genuinely just like, don't give a fuck. And they actually hate each other, (laughs) which isn't true. in my opinion. Isn't that crazy? Like listeners, that's what you get from this movie. And we haven't even gotten to like the first (laughs) murder. (laughs) I mean, like murder. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) We got a grad student with us, y'all. Like we about to dig in. All right. (laughs) We're all detective Somerset right now. Get your books out. Get your notebook out. (laughs) Get your, get your cliff notes. If you're detective Mills, you you can't read like detective Mills. Sorry. There's a little tantrum in the car. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. Book I too throw books. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Dante. Yeah. yeah didn't he call him the F slur? I was like, wow. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's just, I'm like, dude, you you don't know anything about Dante. Like, like calm the shit down. Damn. Like, it's unnecessary. Also, uh, The Inferno is so good and not that hard to read. So I don't know what <laughs> Mills. It's actually a pretty easy to read. But, um, so first, let's get to jump to the first murder. So um, we we discover a morbidly obese man who is in his apartment. He's kind of like hunched over like his, his kitchen table. And we find out that he's been forced to eat himself to death until his stomach bursts. I want to know the science of that. Is that possible? Well, don't they say... Uh... I think if they said that just was kicked and then it burst. He was kicked, yeah. yeah. So he ate. Yeah. I think it actually is possible. I think it was like a form of torture in like the old days. But um, yes, he's forced to eat. Um, initially their their takeaway is just like, oh, he's just like it's just like a it's it's so again, <laughs> the problem with policing, because they they kind of wave it away as like, oh, it's not like like, and he was like bound yeah he was tied up like he didn't just like well let me hop over to the stove and get some more sketty right they're like, acting like oh he's just a fucking fatty it's like no he like someone did this and also this is not like a normal type of crime like of murder it's like we just found a guy stabbed or shot it's like he was forced to eat to that and then he's kicking the yeah. stomach to die it, it's really weird and then yeah. somerset is just like something is up and they're like someone just wanted to torture the fatty that's all it is <laughs> like, like why like why is this movie what, so what? phobic it's like what? like if he wanted to torture him yeah he would have just like fucking made fun of him and then like killed him like he wasn't gonna sit there and be like now we eat this yeah like it is it is insane the way like everybody brushes off everybody except like the main two like just brushes stuff off like ah fucking isolated thing you know and and especially after he's like he like went to the grocery store in the middle of all of this and came back and continued to do this yeah so like it was like thought out and like but everybody's like no nah, he just like wanted to torn this <laughs> How pissed would this guy have been? Because as we'll like talk about, like he leaves all these very obvious clues because he wants to be found out. Mm-hmm. But no one would have gotten it if like Somerset wasn't on the case. No. Just like the goth the Gotham PD would have just been like, it would have been 20 years from now, and this guy has like turned himself in 15 times. They're like, get out of here. We're looking for the guy. 
He wouldn't just show up. Yeah, he definitely like um, didn't do much research in like the Gotham education system because the people here aren't very bright. <laughs> it's because fucking Bruce Wayne's hogging all the money. <laughs> yeah. There's no funding for public education in Gotham. <laughs> if any of this movie's indicative of what happens to public school system when money's not allocated properly. No one wants to have that conversation. Um, so he, when, you know, Somerset starts to have his suspicions and especially after a, a criminal defense attorney is found, um, he's was forced to cut his flesh himself and greed is written in blood um, in his law firm, which forces Somerset to go back to the scene of the crime of the, of the um, large man to find that gluttony was also written. So well, because he finds they find the shavings of the metal floor mm-hmm. that was fed and is like the guy's like this was found in his stomach. It was fed to him. And then he fucking figures out that it's the scratches on the floor, pulls back the fridge and sees gluttony. And I only say that because that's the type of clues this fucker leaves behind. <laughs> like, gee, it's not like a note like. If you find the bird in the nest above, you you know, it wasn't like some fucking riddle. It was like, I hope your coroner realizes this is something you need to see and you will figure it out. Yeah, he's no like, he's no Zodiac. He's no uh, DC sniper, like leaving all his fucking tarot cards and shit all over the place. You know, serial <laughs> killers love to use, I'm thinking, so I'm, I'm really into true crime. What? Yeah, I know. Crazy. <laughs> I'm a spooky bitch. He loves spooky things. Um, They're called true pranks, by like, the way. I just like I could never be a serial killer, though, because like aside from the obvious, because like I don't want to kill people, but it's just like a lot of time, you know, to like do all this clue bullshit. Yeah, it's like like the BTK <laughs> was writing poetry and shit and sending it in floppy disks to the police. I'm like, that's like too much of an effort. Like, get a hobby show. As somebody with, as somebody with like, who like grew up with and continues to have like severe OCD, mm-hmm. you know, like a huge part of my like content area is convincing myself is like when I was growing up was convincing myself that I could do something like, or like being like really worried about the idea that I could do something really violent or like do like something terrible. And then when I grew up and I like, started listening to more true crime, I realized that like yeah. Like 75% of being a serial killer is doing chores. And I've never been and I've never been afraid I was about to do a chore. So Yeah, I'm too depressed to be a serial killer. It's like that sounds like way more energy than I have. Writing a note. Writing a note. So yeah, like, I, I'm done with my classes. I don't need to do any more homework. Yeah, I'm like task averse. Like, I don't want to do that. Like that's most of the population. Like if if everyone just got like a little more get up and go, there would be significantly more crime. As it stands, pretty lazy. Yeah. Go murder, play some video games. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like I just don't have the I can see habit a, in a me. I can see you see what? a Republican using that as an argument against like uh Michelle Obama's like <laughs> program of like get up and move. <laughs> if we teach these kids to move, we're teaching them how to murder. Move is murder. <laughs> oh my god. You know Ben Shapiro is listening. He's gonna like jump on that bandwagon. <laughs> yeah, fuck that guy. We haven't said that in a while, but fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck you. So you're, saying, 
they find the the gluttony clue behind the, the fridge. Like, yes, yeah. yes, they do. And they're like, okay, so Somerset being just the one genius in this entire place, he's like, hmm. Sounds like the seven deadly sins. And he has to tell them what they are because there's no Catholics in this, in this city, apparently. <laughs> well, to be fair, I did not. I mean, I might have heard, but when I was watching this, because I did not grow up Catholic. So I was like, yeah, what? Neither did I. Like, these are, these are an established thing that I just never Well, they're not in the of. Bible, also, though. They're like a weird, like, it's like extra reading. Yeah. It's like, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm going to do at church is my extra reading. <laughs> Basically, it's like a fucking uh, a supplemental reading. And it's like, nah, man, like either it's in the book or it's not. <laughs> it's in the footnotes. Like, yeah. uh, and then the Bible sent you to this addendum. <laughs> <laughs> Sources like, no, <laughs> I do like though. Cause I mean, so he caught that he's, you know, he's smart and he's like, well, I need to research this. To the library. This was all just a PSA for why libraries are important because they solve murders. I mean, this movie was bankrolled by Big Flippery. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I hate to say it. The only reason why I know the Seven Deadly Sins is because of America's Next Top Model. Because <laughs> of, I used to watch that show a lot when I was in middle school and like elementary school. And uh, they did a fashion shoot where the remaining seven girls had to pose in um in a grave like one of the deadly sins and that's how i remembered it because of the photo shoot and they had one of the girls um she portrayed wrath and her uncle had just died and tyra banks is evil for making that girl get into a grave and do a photo shoot after her uncle had just passed away (laughs) i'm glad that is the memory tied to the seven deadly sins for you. Yeah. Tyra Banks. Do you know the seven is, deadly scenes, Sonique? Tyra Banks is a shithead. Tyra Banks is all seven. Okay. <laughs> like she's <laughs> the devil. Uh anyway, so um, yeah, so they speak, we get a little montage of the of the I think this is when we do like the research and uh when Mills yeah. is freaking out because he's sad that he, you know, doesn't understand Dante. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> read it in high school but okay so uh <laughs> it's just really sad so um they have we met no this is when they when uh somerset meets the we, tracy right invites him to dinner yes. and the craziest thing about this movie is that they have just three full grown-ass like great dane-esque in dogs in their apartment. fucking apartment this is the second movie in a row where we've seen people mistreat their animals in in apartments yeah theirs was just purely like leaving them in a room with just paper newspaper and it's like you guys are fine yeah. <laughs> it, like, doesn't come up. it doesn't come up again ever <laughs> it's just like no. it was just there well because when she when uh when somerset comes over for dinner uh, Mills is like, oh, something, something good kids and i was like oh i forgot that they had kids in this movie i don't remember that and it's just the dogs and i was like <laughs> what the fuck? Like, this is so, this isn't cute. It is played like it's cute. I'm like, this isn't cute. Like these animals are not okay. <laughs> Do you also like the scariest part of this movie is in the dinner scene? Cause you know, like the subway goes by and everything's shaking. And then it's like, Oh, the real estate guy only showed this to us when the train didn't go by. And Somerset's like, you have a vibrating house. And he just starts cackling. And I was like, that's terrifying. (laughs) Just watching Morgan Freeman having a good laugh. Why does that scare you? 
Oh, dude, it was just so unsettling to me personally for no reason. I'm not saying like one time I was in Hollywood and Mr. Morgan Freeman walked by and he smiled at me and stabbed me. <laughs> it wasn't like there's no memory. There's no seven deadly Tyra Banks memory tied to this. I just was like, what the fuck is that? Well, you know, unfortunately, Morgan Freeman, um, similar to Kevin Spacey, has a problematic past that never gets brought up, though. Really? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. With his uh he it's it was a long time ago. I think he was living with I don't know if it was ex-wife or a girlfriend, and he did have a sexual relationship allegedly with um with a teenage girl who I think was the Ooh. the girlfriend's niece or something. Oh. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah, no one talks about that Ugh. ever. Ooh. Until now. <laughs> yeah. Well, see you later, Spooky Squad. Yeah, you, know, <laughs> you, know, you know, God? Creep. Also. <laughs> so you fucking know. Sorry to break it to you guys. Everyone in Hollywood is a fucking monster. Um, anyway, back to the movie. So they have their dinner and um, really awkward. It's just an entire awkward situation. Um, I, I had a hard time getting a read on Tracy in the beginning. Like what? she was on to because she was the one who reached out i mean she called mills but then she wanted to speak to somerset to have him over i mean i guess she's trying to like bring them together but it just was kind of i had a hard time kind of figuring out what her deal was until i mean later right Hmm. i think she's definitely like the purest character in this entire movie right yeah she does like i feel like the thing that she exhibits throughout that like becomes a like a central focus is that she cares like every time we see her she's 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 like caring about something or somebody else right like yeah 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 that's true yeah she is like a like a true innocent like in yeah in like an otherwise very grimy movie (laughs) Yeah, and yeah. it's why she's she has like has no place here because um, we find out later, but it's clear that there she's not. Ha- we know she's not happy here. This is not. She's yeah. not happy. happy she she has a career. She, she's like you know I was a, I'm a fifth grade teacher. I was, but and then she's like talking about all the schools, but they're all awful. And then he's like, I mean that's a later scene, mm-hmm. but I was like I was like oh you're a teacher. A little backstory. It just made me think about um. It just made me think about like what was in Fatal Attraction. It's like, what does the wife do? Yeah, she doesn't do anything. That's true. This wife isn't in here. Going, yeah. What does this wife do? She's a fifth grade teacher and started Goop. <laughs> she started a lifestyle brand. <laughs> yeah, Goop actually exists in this in this universe. I just want to talk about. <laughs> It's pretty goopy. She ends up pretty goopy for sure. Oh, <laughs> true. <laughs> oh, bleep that out if you want uh, to keep the spoiler out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, eh, whatever. Yeah, this movie's been out for a thousand years. It's yeah. like, come on. <laughs> Literally <laughs> one protect, thousand years. I guess we don't need to protect seven. <laughs> like, point. yeah, it's been like almost 30 years. Like, I need you to like fucking get like get a clue. All right. Sorry, Umar. I know you just watched it, but 
No, it's okay. <laughs> I needed to hear that. He's like, he's like the sanctity of the plot. <laughs> I, think I, I think I needed to hear that. <laughs> Get a clue. It's like, no, you're like actively working on a PhD. Like you, you got a clue. You got more than a clue. <laughs> Dude, you're, you're the Somerset to this podcast. You are combined mills. You come in, you hand us fucking stacks of literature and we're like spark notes. <laughs> Fuck you, Dante. Dante for idiots or for dummies or whatever the fuck. <laughs> Dante for idiots. Dante for fucking jamokes. <laughs> this is like Dante for your. I don't think I realized that me being a grad student in a about a very specific type of sea creature <laughs> gives me no qualifications. Well, if anything, it Man. makes you sound smarter because then you talk, and then I'm like, I definitely know, don't know what any of that is. Yeah. Do you like you will never have this the painful feeling of when people it's like oh you went to grad school for what because you try to act high and mighty and you're like oh, fuck music okay but music that's is cool. still like if you were no to that's talk dope about music but theory if you were to talk about like the like the really nitty gritty, nitty gritty of music theory at length I couldn't I wouldn't be able to I wouldn't be able to follow it and I would feel bad <laughs> so I feel like we're fine. <laughs> we need more people we like you. We need more people like you. Andrew's so flattered right now. He's like playing with his hair. He like he just twirled a curl around his finger. <laughs> I yeah yeah pulling my knots out of my He's hair. Like, That's <laughs> if each of us talked about uh, the things that we were really good at, we would all be fine. Like that's true. We don't need to feel imposter syndrome about something that we that we specifically did not pursue a career in. Like. That's oh yeah, fine. no. I I actually I like I like that I my my grad degree is something I can just like whip out because I think people because I'm usually very silly and then I just suddenly know a lot about the Cold War. And then no, I'm like, she I does like literally. <laughs> In the before times, we were just like being fucking stupid at Second City, and she just pulls out this rolled out parchment, and we're like, "What the fuck is that?" Magna she's Carta. Like, <laughs> yeah, they give you the actual things when they teach you about them. Yeah. <laughs> like I literally just gave it to me. Um <laughs> X I asked. Um so um oh so they go back to the so so greed happens. They end up going back to um the to where the murder the happens. Office the or office. the apartment. Mm-hmm. And they find yeah. more clues that eventually leads them to the suspect's apartment. Um and they find a a man who is a sorry. No, it's crazy. This seems fucking oh, I crazy. Thought that I, I thought I skipped something. <laughs> but oh, they find no. a man who is a drug dealer and child molester. And yeah, this scene is really scary. Do you want yes, to describe this it? is the one. Oh, well, I mean, yeah. this is the one, right? So it's fucking crazy because what leads them, they find like a help me mm-hmm. in fingerprints, but they're like, oh, it's not his. And, um, and <laughs> he's just like, this is the scene when he goes, all right, this person has a history of mental illness and blah, blah, blah. And then like giving him like the football coach pep talk of how we're going to blast into this fucker's apartment. <laughs> and that's, and they do, they blast <laughs> in there. Like, and it, in true police, in true city police form, all police, but true, you know, they're just like, all right, fucker, where are you? And I was like, if this person has a history of assault and mental illness, maybe don't want to bust in screaming. Yeah. I'm not a cop nor a fucking social worker, but and 
as a human. Or Somerset's like, I mean, if it's a little, sorry, go ahead. And Somerset's character does say, like, before they bust into the door, they're like, he's like, they love this shit. And the oh, like, yeah. SWAT guy's like, SWAT go first, then dicks. <laughs> like, yeah. And is this what we get, like, a little before it? Because when they're in the car heading over, um, because throughout the whole movie, Mills is like, this fucker's fucking crazy and insane. And then Somerset's like, you don't say that. Like, like, just say, like, just because they're capable of these things, like, that doesn't make them insane. And he's just like, that's too easy to write them off as insane. Mm-hmm. Like, this person's methodical and thinking. And, but yeah, we get into well, this know, apartment. Mills has never read the banality of evil either. He doesn't know what that is. So, like, he's, he just... <laughs> Any evil, is like, you're crazy. It's like, no, sometimes people are like actually totally sane and do terrible things as well. <laughs> yeah, which is even more terrifying. Which is actually scarier. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, we get into this apartment. We see fucking car air fresheners everywhere. And what was funny is this. Okay, this isn't funny. They rip over. <laughs> they're standing with guns drawn on this person under sheets. And they're like, come on, fucker. Get up, fucker. We're going to shoot you, fucker. And it's like. I think he understands that he's a fucker and they pull the sheets off and it's like this dead, like body, his hands missing. So that's clearly where the fingerprints came from, but they don't, when they pull off the sheet, all the SWAT team are like, Oh God, that smells awful. Like you couldn't like the sheet was that much of a ceiling device that you didn't <laughs> smell because then it was a they're like, weighted blanket. because then they yell they go dicks get in here dicks (laughs) and the second they get in the room they like start gagging and then they they find like pictures of this guy showing like his degradation and decay from a year ago they have all of the bodily fluid samples and then they get in close to the guy and it gasps because it's fucking alive it was so like such a disturbing like truly frightening like truly frightening (laughs) yeah there's no other way to describe it well that's the moment where someone should have said i'm too old for this shit like come on you had an opportunity that this is the moment (laughs) yeah yeah when you found out that the person you're dealing with literally had this started a year ago (laughs) like he loves he loves chores. Umar's right. Like he just loves it. Like the, the act of having to come back every day and take a picture of this man. Like, come on. Yeah. But they like he took pictures. He like had to give him antibiotics so his bed sores didn't get infected and shit. Yeah, he was like, like they say all that. Doing like a full like he went to nursing school. What the hell? Right. And that's like <laughs> what Somerset says is like, you know, like we're dealing with someone that's patient. And like all of these things, which is even worse it is, than just rent. a crazy. Person. See, I would, I have no patience. I would be on day ten, and like, oh, get like gross, like mm, boo, like <laughs> he still has so much flesh on him. I hate this. You, <laughs> you lasted to day ten. Props. I know. At that point, I'm just bringing makeup and just like giving him like theater makeup. Like, <laughs> I gotta make you look more dead <laughs> for my project. <laughs> okay, here's a question. <laughs> Meet me back here and. <laughs> Here's a question for you. Yeah. If somebody could guarantee you paid rent for a year, but you had to <laughs> let them cut your hand off, shove like bodily fluid tubes yeah. in you, and, and then just keep you, you to a bed. alive, would, would you do it? <laughs> so on one hand, we have the the horror of rent. 
having to pay. And on one hand, you don't have a hand because he took it. (laughs) Okay, but like for real, if it was like if they paid me to just they would pay my rent, but I just had to lay in a bed. But they wouldn't like fuck with me too bad. Like they'd come and like maybe spoon feed me some like tasty treats every day. (laughs) Tasty treats. I mean, like, I haven't done much since March of 2020. <laughs> this would have been the year to do it. Yeah, it's like, I, I'm not much different than this guy, honestly. Like, <laughs> we got a lot in common, you and I. <laughs> the, only, the, only difference is he, the only difference is he can pay his rent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. was the, that was another, like, little scene about, like, yeah, the landlord never followed up and never complained because... It's like, oh yeah, the perfect, the theoretically perfect tenant for a landlord, right? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) no trouble. That's what he says, right? No pay rent. Like, yeah, doesn't have a voice, pays his rent. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Oh Oh, man! So he represents sloth. If you haven't caught on, uh, Spooky Squad. (laughs) Oh yeah, get that connection. Why? Like, why him? Why because it was it was him specifically. Oh right! Don't really say because and like his. Is it just because like he was wasting his life like with drugs and shit? Oh, uh, you know, I guess. I mean, because that's like the loose tie, like Morgan Freeman says towards the end, because you like he gives that line. I empathize with everybody. I can't do impressions. (laughs) He was like, he's like, I empathize with everybody. You know, it's like it's a lot easier to get lost in drugs than to handle like the realities of life. So I, I, that's the only connection to why he would be sloth to me. I, I guess. But you know, one of my my problems, my sole issue with this movie is that at the me, I'm kind of jumping ahead. But... <laughs> that this is, I want to hear what your only <laughs> issue with this movie is. Well, because at the end, when John Doe, spoiler, I mean, fuck it, John Doe. I'm not gonna say the whole thing when he has this little speech about why he does what he does. I don't like that. It's kind of left as if he's not totally wrong. I I read it as like, are we supposed to be left to believe? Like, I mean, obviously what he did was wrong, but the people that he chose as being representative of the things is like, well, he's got a point. They kind of are. And like, I, I don't know, like if that's necessarily true. Like, and I, I had no. this weird feeling where I felt like enough wasn't being done to kind of counter that like kind of like ethos or whatever. It almost felt like, we were supposed to be like, yeah, this guy is crazy, but he's, you know, a good, that's like the chaos of humanity. humanity. It's like, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I don't know about that. I agree. They didn't push back on that at all. Cause like, yeah. that's the thing. Like, in it, cause all of his choices of who to kill are very incelly. Like, very incelly. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, I chose the the fat man. I chose I chose a prostitute. Like or yeah, sex like if worker. I were gonna rather, do, like, if I were gonna do the law if if I were if I had to do if law, I were to murder somebody. If, if I, I had, had done to do it, y'all listening murder. to the, y'all listening? Okay, go ahead. I would kill the client, not the I would kill the client, not the prostitute. Like I that like that's he went at it at a very surface level, like because you know, especially a, well, I mean, like, also, obesity, like, right? Like, the wife, like, envying the wife or, like, like yeah. killing the defense attorney. It's, like, a just a very conservative, like, this guy's canceled. <laughs> this guy's canceled. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a really good point, Heard it here, guys. Heard it here first, guys. John Doe, canceled. 
<laughs> every John Doe, not just this one. Very oh, not no. a very unwoke serial killer. This one. I know this guy is an all, is all right. Like he didn't get to he didn't bother to know. Like like was that woman was the sex worker sex worker on hard times? Who know? Like and it's honorable work. She shouldn't be murdered for paying rent. You kept that one guy alive and paid his rent, which is horseshit. <laughs> that's your real issue with it. It's like who's that's my, I, gets paid? The that's envy. the real question. Yeah. <laughs> it's also with the envy murder. You should kill yourself if you're the one committing the sin of envy. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> it's very inconsistent. Yeah. Like, first of all, his methodology is very inconsistent. And like Cynique said, like, I don't think the movie pushes back on this like uh like subtext implication that like maybe he has a point <laughs> no he doesn't like, maybe these point. people are what's wrong with society like the obese guy it's like okay so he's just fat like what? <laughs> like what <laughs> yeah, like, i was like i thought at least we we're gonna like list more things about him but yeah no. it's like, oh he's fat like oh <laughs> okay yeah it, but no <laughs> fuck you it's like you there wasn't anything else like he fucking committed a ton of tax fraud. He lit an orphanage on fire just for the thrill. Like, Especially when he's, but, okay. when he's lumped with like, I can understand like the defense attorney like, oh, you because for money, you let a lot of like scum kind of continue because you, your job you need to make money. They're still on the streets. Or I mean, the drug dealer was also a child molester. Like, OK, I can get that. This person is just fat. And then also the model like, OK, so she like is hot. Oh, oh yeah, he's the model. He's totally himself. No. <laughs> no, don't forget. That's the subtext that this movie is just like hot people are the problem with the world. Also, fat people. Like, <laughs> <laughs> also, yeah. You know, I mean, it's like a, it's a pre, it's a pre Joker Joker with more of a political direction mm. than the Joker. A very, a very, re- if a, a very religious Joker. Very religious Joker. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But yeah, where were we? We were like the. (laughs) So So, uh, this is. uh, I think it's when they start going to the library to like find him, right? His library records. Um, That's when they start, when they get in touch with the FBI guy. Yeah. And uh, Tracy meets up with them. Yeah. Tracy Mm -hmm. is like, I need to talk to you, Somerset. And that's when we find out that she's pregnant and we get. I don't think I would have gone to not just Somerset. I don't think I would go to Morgan Freeman for like pregnancy advice, (laughs) but, but Somerset's just like, if you, if you get rid of that baby, don't tell him. But if you have it, you spoil that little kid every second you get. And that was, that was kind of like a weird getting to like MLK. You're going uh, Yeah. Honey, Tom, you see that little kid? I want you to spoil him to death. There we go. I'm just going to keep fucking up this accent. This is going to be your Beth accent saying, if you t- come to my family, I'll kill you. you come to my family. <laughs> uh, sh- wait, but like, also it's bad and funny. <laughs> and and it, didn't, it didn't offer anything. It just said, if you have a kid, you should do the thing that you should do as a good parent. But if you don't have the kid, like, okay, I'm very much pro-choice, but I'm also like, well, you are in like a loving like marriage. I think it's a conversation you guys might want to have. Like, you know, like, hey, maybe he maybe he's willing to fucking leave this job. You guys can go back and like raise your kid because her biggest issue is raising her child in this place. It's not about having kids. It's 
this place sucks. I don't want to raise a child here. Like we don't, yeah, we don't talk enough about like their dynamic and how they should probably just talk more. What yeah, is why Gwen- are you talking- <laughs> what is Gwyneth Paltrow's deal? Why is she? I mean, like she does tell us like she doesn't know anyone. So Somerset's the only other person she knows aside from her husband. But like, girl, she knows her husband. So like, yeah, you should talk, talk to, to your, your husband. husband. <laughs> that thing, that guy you have, you're having a baby with. Yeah. If you can't talk to him about having a baby. Yeah, the Somerset yeah. Morgan Freeman should not know the state of your reproductive system. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> what in Somerset, real life? What did she want movie. from you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, but I think after that, we get the detectives. Um, uh, Somerset's like, oh yeah, like we we have in with the FBI. Basically, like we track certain books are flagged, so we can like figure out who this guy is based off of his library. Um, his library records real under the literally under the table deal i do appreciate that they needed to do that in a public place for no reason <laughs> like you couldn't just like hey i'm gonna pick you up i'm going to give you 50 bucks and then my first thought was how do people do shady shit like that i mean obviously still they do but could like law enforcement do that because it'd be like yo how much money you got on me nothing but i have venmo but they will track it but I'm also pretty sure that you that they just do this. This is not like a because Mills is like, oh, how is this legal? I'm like, it is like it like they do that. Yeah, like that. The FBI does that. <laughs> it's a real thing. You know, it's also the long list of things Mills doesn't know and is surprised by. He's like, what? You mean the FBI has access to our personal information? I'm like, yeah, the FBI. There's a there's a branch of law enforcement above local law enforcement. Tell me, yeah. the central government has their own police. Yes. <laughs> Wait, three branches of government. Wait, the special the special cut of this movie is just <laughs> is just Mills being surprised at everything. Like, what? It's raining again. <laughs> Purchase the government, the Nina, the Penta, the Santa Maria. Like <laughs> he's like, he like this thing can kill somebody. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> he like put it in his mouth. He's like, <laughs> oh man. Hey yo, Tracy, Tracy, this 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 metal wand can kill people. Tracy, look. Hey Tracy, you, can't... you know we're supposed to walk those things, our kids. <laughs> <laughs> our kids, you telling me those didn't come from your tummy? Oh, just, I got a lot to learn. Uh, so, yeah. in the big city. Uh, so, but while they're tracking John Doe down at the, his apartment, he shows up and starts shooting at them. So they have like a pretty, it was a pretty good chase. I liked it. This mm. was a solid chase. Yeah. And it was just fucking <laughs> running through people. Could you imagine living in a, and I, every apartment that I've ever lived in, I mean, I've, not lived in like the most high risey or like like big apartment buildings, mm-hmm. but there's not like a lot of leeway to run through people's apartments to like a fire escape. So I'm like, he got he got lucky running through the right places. I did live in one once uh, when I was in Philly. Like I had a studio and it was on like the 13th floor of a building that was like I don't know how many floors that building. It was like a it was a lot. Like it was a very tall building and. <laughs> It just made me think of like, yeah, if, if he had just ran into my apartment expecting to like run out, he would have just jumped out onto 13th right. Street. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> full drop. 
top. <laughs> There's nothing. I had no fire escape. There was nothing there. It's just the bottom. The gay bar next door. He would probably land on the awning. That's about it. Um, <laughs> that would have saved him. Yeah, he kind of just rolled. You know, like in the movies, he just rolled right off. Um, yeah, so they, he gives chase and eventually... Um, they end up in an alley and it seems like Doe is going to shoot him, but he doesn't. He just like beats his face in basically. Um, but they do end up breaking the law by breaking into the apartment. Do you also like, yeah. <laughs> like right before that chase, because obviously he's, he's caught off guard. Like, Oh shit. The cops are at my door. And then they're like, Hey, look at that guy. And he's coming with his groceries. If he would have just fucking walked 20 feet closer, clean shot could have like gotten them both. Yeah, but yeah. he just was like, he's like, well, I'm not a good shot from a hundred yards, but I'm gonna try it. <laughs> yeah, you could have just kept your head down and kept walking until you got closer. Yeah, exactly. Just, yeah, he's like, he, just, he made his life that much harder. Well, you know, he he, but, he was then, a cat yeah, in the house. But Mills just, and this whole movie is just Mills being a fucking idiot. He's just like. All right, now, Mills, don't kick down that door because we don't have probable cause. He's like, all right, all right. I know what you're saying is 100% right. And this isn't like the first time, like, because he pushes what we find out later is John Doe and uh, Morgan Freeman's like, you know, he would have probably paid us for fucking tips or like we could have paid him to get tips on like a lead. And he's like, I'm sorry. He just made me mad. Did we know what uh, um, uh, where was Mills coming from before this like because they don't say i'm like right where because the way he behaves he came from upstate don't they just say upstate randomly once so it was like a small town they were living in and if so was he behaving like this in this tiny little hamlet in upstate new york like what (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know when i I first heard because there's like the the first part of the in like the initial minutes of the movie there's a Mm -hmm. a lot about like how he really fought for a reassignment. Like he really wanted to be out here and that doesn't really get revisited either. It's just kind of a moment of, huh? And then it doesn't come back. So what I thought was like, at first, (laughs) this was just like a thought that flashed through my head and I was immediately like, no, but I was like, is he like a kill, like a crazy killer guy? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Somerset, Somerset at the top of it was like, why would you want to come here to be a detective? Like he was completely flabbergasted that this this boy would want to come here and try to tackle Gotham by himself. This but boy. this boy, this, this mean, little wee lad. He acts like one. Like his yeah. behavior is very like childlike yeah. and yeah. Is, is a child's idea of what a cop does. Cop's idea of what a cop does. <laughs> <laughs> But when they like, so they're in John Doe's apartment and then spoiler alert, it's the fucking guy there in the right place. But there's this like, you know, it's just a bear and what you they're like, oh, this is creepy. And oh, a giant neon red cross above your like cot of a bed. So that's weird. And then where I went uh, at Madison Mm -hmm. uh, for the old grad school, I don't think it was a church, but I don't think it had any churchy function while I was there. But for some reason, it still had a giant neon cross on it. So every time I saw it, it made me think of John Doe's apartment. (laughs) Yeah, which was, you know, and it's like the main drag to get to the one building I went to while I was in school there. And I'm like, this is so unsettling. 
I'll be honest. I mean, uh, any of my friends had that had that like the front decor. I'd be like, this is pretty cool. <laughs> I don't know, this is pretty cool. <laughs> any of my friends had like all these pictures of like murder victims. I'd be like, not, not as cool, cool but like, cool. but you're like, you're an artist, and I am here for you. <laughs> it's just sort of Map Robert Mapplethorpe taken to the extreme. <laughs> 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 I'm just here to support you in your art. Um, this and they also find all of his notebooks in this apartment too, and it's just like full of all his fucking ramblings and you know his his manifesto, if you will. Can I say though? Oh, he's big incel vibes, right? Like, yeah, yeah, he's, he oh, wrote a manifesto for sure. <laughs> Incels love that. But but did you ever? Did you kind of think like it was just it was brief, sandwiched in between like when. Uh, Somerset's reading some of his journals and he's just like you know he's like what sick puppets we are on this stage of life blah 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 so you know just manifest we shit but then he has the line where he says I was on the train and some sad man just tried to talk to me about the weather and I was bored with the banality of it all and I was like I feel that though <laughs> he just that said like <laughs> that's yeah that <laughs> sentence but then the next <laughs> sentence when he's like I I realized I was so bored I didn't notice I'd thrown up all over him I was like okay I would at least be aware that I had thrown up on someone before I laughed at them. <laughs> Which is like an insane visual. We think we were on the train, you just witnessed this, like, oh, those guys don't know each other, yeah. just talking, and he just vomits all over starts laughing. But, and also, like, <laughs> like, was he sick? I don't just normally vomit when I'm bored or nothing is wrong with me. <laughs> just, like, projectile vomit, and you're bored fat. <laughs> it's like some weird, like, animal behavior. You're just, like, to repel people. You're just like... <laughs> because uh, he's bored and idle hands are the devil's playthings. He's obsessed with sin, so he's allergic to the devil, and that's his reaction. Damn, this is... Okay. There's levels. Grad school, bitch! <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Yo, you have to drop a letter. I'm going to drop your letterbox in the, um, in the episode description so people can read your genius. Yeah, lately I've just been <laughs> just leaving star reviews. <laughs> oh, I got to pick back up on my on the discourse. On yeah. the Genius comes in many forms. <laughs> Three stars. <laughs> this is not one of them. <laughs> um, okay, so they they uh, they get more clues and they end up going to this like uh, like BSM shop that eventually leads them to this like brothel type of sex dungeon place but they're pretty too cool late <laughs> pretty pretty cool it looked happening yeah. it looked lit the i was like was okay like, if yeah. you're into that i think that's fine um i've been watching this youtuber named cat black she is a black trans woman and she's really into bdsm and she talks about it a lot i don't know much about that world so i've learned a lot from her and i'm just like hmm. she tells us about like dungeons and you you pay a a fee and there's rules and i was like this is interesting so you know i'm not here to kink shame anyone except for john doe and what you, he makes his oh, hand do oh, <laughs> never this sorry this, this the guy that like john doe coerced into like murder raping this woman mm-hmm. like that was crazy acting like yeah i felt distraught watching that performance he did a like he killed it. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, yeah, yeah, sorry. Really <laughs> Oops. <laughs> did not mean to say that. He did a great job acting. 
Yeah, just like him, because they interrogate, you know, interrogate. Well, they're questioning him. They question the club owner. The club owner was shockingly very calm because, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like he's like, well, I mean, what, what do you want me to do, man? People come with bags of sex, crazy shit all the time. I can't notice every degenerate that walks in the door. And then Other the guy Tuesday was just shaking. Yeah. <laughs> and then the guy was when they showed the picture of like the bladed fucking strap on i was like holy shit that's yeah i uh, tightened my i i crossed my legs very tight (laughs) let's just say i was like and that no just that guy shaking for like five minutes while you listen to him have a complete breakdown i was like that is why did he not get an oscar for that five minutes yeah honestly yeah who is that guy really good yeah he was awesome um but yeah this represents lust so yeah um very sad uh they end up in the next day to end up at another scene the son of the fifth victim who represents pride it's a model who um had her nose cut off by john doe and was given the option to either call for help or or kill herself and she chooses to kill herself um could you imagine how fucking crazy that'd be not having your nose cut off but just being awake while some guys fucking your face up yeah yeah that is sorry yeah. the, i think that scene was a, following I, the that other scene i was like oh fuck yeah they were yeah. they were i think they're two of those scenes for me that i'm the most like maybe because also they're uh, they're violence against women too so it's just like oh no like the, the two i mean i think for as a woman like my two worst fears one like obviously like sexual assault and murder but then like the also the other one just kind of like some sort of like violent mutilation of the self by like an angry man who's mad that i'm hot like fuck you dude <laughs> fuck you john Joe. <laughs> wow there was no response to me calling myself hot thank you thank you thank you okay so- no you know i'm kidding it's fine i'm just gonna go cut my nose i got to fully be- paralyzed <laughs> <laughs> Shit, what am I supposed to do? Sinise really good at just like what, pushing you into a corner. It's like, what are you gonna say? Like, say something. Mm. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh. But yeah, it was Do you up. like do you like so like after this, right? We get them going into like the precinct or whatever, and then we get John Doe turning himself in. Oh. But the crazy thing for me is that he was covered in blood was still picked up by a taxi <laughs> taken to this fucking police station and got in and no one it's and like he had to free fart <laughs> yeah he was like he yeah the the stair the grand staircase was not immediately after he walked in like they got yards into the building and he's like detective 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 and that's when everyone noticed like oh he's covered in blood and it wasn't until mills realized whose it was and pulled a gun out on him and i'm like guys i feel like that almost doesn't uh i feel like that almost doesn't reflect poorly on the movie because it is very in keeping with its philosophy of like people don't care apathy yeah so, so people like, just don't even do this and get away with it because no one's looking no one cares even in a police station i mean but real talk though like in chicago if you saw some man if he just walked in covered in blood, like, I don't know if I would, I would notice it, but I don't think I would be like, oh my God, he's covered in blood. I think I'd be like, and just kind of like sidestep, like, I'm not, I don't want any part Man, of this. I, mean, I don't know. 
The taxi driver was also like, hey, as long as your fucking money's green, I don't care if your shirt's red. <laughs> yeah, you did he do you think he paid the uh paid the fare? Well, obviously yeah. he's independently wealthy and only has fucking cash. <laughs> How do you think he made his money? I really kind of wish like it's like the only thing we know about him is he's independently wealthy and well educated and dangerous. So he's a white man. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was like, so tell me, I want to know, like, is he like how independently wealthy and like how educated? Is it like he's like fucking old, like molasses money or like he's a Carnegie <laughs> like once removed and he went to like fucking Oxford and then got back and was like time to purge the world. <laughs> this is I want I want seven two <laughs> the John Doening. <laughs> <laughs> I don't fucking know. I just want to know what <laughs> No, it's gonna be seven, but instead of a seven in the middle, it'll be two. Satuvin. Dad, I'm fucking now. I just want to know his deal. Satuvin. Um, just so you guys know, oh, Andrew is a, an aspiring screenwriter. <laughs> <laughs> I maybe outsource your fucking somebody else. Hate you. <laughs> Sorry, no. Get the fuck out of here. No. Anyway. Stay the fuck in here. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I like that. So, uh, yeah. So he he gets he gets brought in, and um, when they when they meet with um, John Doe's uh, attorney, he's like, okay, so here's the deal. There's like two other bodies, like uh, you, you he only wants Somerset and Mills to come with him. You know, you can go get these other bodies or he's going to uh, make a plea of insanity or he's going to plead insanity, which they're like really upset about. And I'm like, if he's found not guilty under a plea of insanity, he could still be put away, but probably just in a psychiatric hospital. It's not like he's not, he's going to go free. What? Like these people, <laughs> you're shocked that they all of us, they don't understand law either. Cause they're like, that's actually very realistic. They're like, no, we absolutely have to, he has to go. I'm like, it's not how that works. Like, <laughs> I mean, yes, yeah. we already established Mills not understanding how the law works. Like, I love that they yeah. like, genuinely thought you plead insanity. And after killing all these people in very elaborate ways, he just leaves <laughs> just... free. Like, he's just insane. Bye. Yeah. Oh, he's insane. You know okay. Oh, okay, we get it now. See you later. Oh, he's insane. Well, we, we, we just <laughs> we disproved it. Well, we can't double try him for being insane. Yo, that's not what we're trying him for. Let him go. Just let him go. Oh, egg on my face. <laughs> Can I, get out of here, kiddo. <laughs> Enjoy. So they agree to this and they're wired uh, uh, Somerset and Mills and they start heading out to this very remote location um, and there's like helicopters and shit following them. And as they're going, this is when Mills gives his, I'm mean, not Mills, um, John Doe gives his whole speech about having to purge the earth of evil. Hey guys, I have a question. If you had mm -hmm. to uh, murder and it was for reasons of purging the earth of evil, what kind of people yeah. would you kill? Uh, what, which kind of people would I kill? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping this stays light. Um, <laughs> You mean by I, and anyone or that like bombs any i'd go to open mics and then just murder whoever bombs not even like they sold really bad material that's like they just bombed because i mean 
it could just have been a bad night. They could be really talented, but I'm like, oh, well, you happen to pick the open mic where a com- like comedy murder happened to be. Sucks to suck, I guess. Oh my God, has there been a, a movie about like a, a, a serial killer who like kills stand-up comedians? There should be. I'm cutting Write that it. out. I'm writing that shit. Sorry. <laughs> don't, don't steal my ideas. Don't steal the idea that I just said. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't really say it. Like you just like you. No, no, it. I physically spoke it. Okay, the words came out of okay, my we mouth. We can write it together. Yeah. You get a story by spread it honestly. <laughs> <laughs> you get a story by. <laughs> and because I based saw it happen, based on, and because I saw it happen, podcast episode. Because I saw it happen, I get an executive producer credit. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> obviously. Several steps ahead, but okay. <laughs> I get to star in it. It's uh, like, oh, all right then. <laughs> but yeah, questions. He can be. The, he can be the first comic that goes. The first thing that entered the the one of the, one of the first things that entered my mind was slow walkers. <laughs> mm. <laughs> they're the worst, especially when they're in the middle of the sidewalk and won't get over. Or couples that yeah. hold their hands on the sidewalk and don't make space for single people who are sorry. This sounds this sounds very like very <laughs> no no it right sucks. Now, that is annoying. It's so st- and a sad. Like, <laughs> it is not sad if I'm mm-hmm. walking with like anyone, like someone romantic or regardless. If there's two of us, I'm like yo. One of us has to get in front of the other yeah. because people are trying to walk by because I'm not a dick. Yeah, I hate that don't too. Red Rover, I'm fucking Red Rover. That bullshit. I don't. Care. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I do that with, um, specifically with white men. If I'm walking down the street and we're both like, there's no room for both of us. I will keep walking straight. I'm like, I, I play chicken. I'm like, one of us has to move. I'm not moving. That is You're my favorite move. game. Yeah. You're move. <laughs> and they usually do. Sometimes I just end up ramming them, and we just kind of it's like a video game. We just both like kind of just push against each other we're just like yeah. in the middle of the street like i'm i'm a broad human so i try <laughs> to get over to the side you start reasonably each other yeah just we fuse into one yeah <laughs> but like i'll try to get over and if i see there's no reciprocation of moving over i'm like all right fuck it i'm back yeah we're going to, we're gonna check each other's shoulders but hey anything to feel something you know and then i, I would need to- uh <laughs> kill who's I would, then I would kill the people whose job it is to decide how wide sidewalks are because they're not making them wide enough. Yeah, let's not let's not yeah, attack the people one. at the root of the problem. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's go after people that are just fucking with the system. Sneak, who would you kill? Um, I would kill people righteously. Who, um, two, people, two, solid. two, two types. People who walk their dogs without a leash. I think mm. are menace. There's a there's a man with a dog in my neighborhood. He's always walking his dog with no leash, and he's upset because my dog is very skittish around other dogs, and I'm afraid he's going to provoke the other dog one day, and then he'll come after us, and then what? Mm. Um, but in the same line, people who don't pick up after their dogs really piss me off. Yeah, it's it's the worst mm. thing, and it brings Ooh, rats. Also- Sorry, I thought of one more. Also, people who spit no, outside. I don't like it. I don't like oh. it. I really don't like I it. I hate that. I don't get, like, fucking swallow. You're swallowing your spit all day. Like, why are you, why is this the moment? Like, why can't you swallow this one? <laughs> you ever just get outside, feel the sun on your face, that wind in your hair, and that spit flying through the sky? 
It's disgusting. I hate most it. No, it's gross I, as hell. Most times I've seen it, it's not even like it's not even like they're hawking a loogie, which like no, it's just you can argue like okay, you're clearing your sinuses. Most of the times I've seen it, it's just spit, and it's like, what does that do for mm-hmm. you? Swallow it. Just and swallow they're clearly it. they're not like spray, and it's like you just spit not, like. Ugh, yeah, there's nasty. no chew. It's not like you got. All of a sudden, your mouth, you're walking with your mouth wide open, so you might have caught a bug in there. <laughs> They're just like it walking, and all like, of a sudden, they just spit. It tastes like nothing. That's like the thing about your spit is that it's, it's, the, it's the background flavor of your mouth. So that is, that is a nice <laughs> selling point. Like your spit, the background flavor of your mouth. I love that. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> Yeah, so I let's just that. remember I, it's when Ummer's in the back of a cop I'm car. Be sidewalk centric. Yeah, it's like <laughs> so. So what is well, why this grand plan, John Doe? The sidewalks and these sidewalk spitters. Yeah, exactly. And then these people the that. <laughs> it's just like what this murder just keeps going after people on small <laughs> sidewalks. <laughs> It's like Amr, you should just be a city planner. Just go to urban planning. I'm trying to think of a, I'm trying to think of like a snappy name for a serial killer who's sidewalk slasher. The pavement prowler. Sidewalk sl- Ooh, the pavement <laughs> prowler. So now I feel like I kind of have to do it. Oh, you have a name now. Like <laughs> you have a brand. <laughs> All right, where do we leave? Oh, okay. So they're out in like well, the, they're, they're in the car. They're in the car. So he's he's all like, oh, the evils of man. And and Mills is like, oh, fuck you, you <laughs> fucking crazy bitch. And he's doing the most. Oh, it's always in. Somerset's like, cool it. Um, yeah. So like, they get out to the middle of nowhere and they pull. They take you know uh, John Doe out of the car. As it happens, a delivery van approaches. So you know they make uh, John Doe get down. This poor delivery man's just doing a job. Dude, yeah. He gets a gun, like, shot and then pointed at him. And he's like, yo, yo. I am the delivery man. I'm like, that's me. Like, that's the kind of shit that would happen to me. The first day I decided to do, like, a DoorDash thing, this, it'd be this. I'm like, great. I just want to make a little money, okay? Just make dude, a little couple do you, bucks. Dude. <laughs> dude, so that's a... Huh? He was what? Do you think they... T- do you think he tipped him? <laughs> if not, if not, canceled. <laughs> no, he didn't. He not only did he not tip him, Morgan Freeman took his wallet. Yeah, <laughs> with the money like he it was just on a, made. <laughs> yeah, did you think? So that's a thought to have seeing the delivery man, and it's legitimate and true, and I agree. But I also thought of it weirdly. I was like, could you imagine being like, "Yo, mom, I got a role in this movie. It's a little bit part. I'm just a delivery man," and then you do, and then they're like, "Oh, by the way." So, Amr, you might not know this, but one of my dumb fears, because this will never happen to me, is that I'll get cast in a really good role, but they'll be like, oh, you have to do physical activity. Like, you have to run a mile for your scene. And I'm like, oh, no. And then it'd be like, all right. It'd be like the day of filming. They didn't tell me. It's like, all right, after you park, Morgan Freeman's going to pull a gun on you, steal your wallet. You have to run an indeterminate amount of time until you can't be seen by any camera angle. And I'm like, oh, no. And there's a pretty good movie because you're being tracked by helicopter. So you will have to run for a while. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> I'm just like, man, that suck. Anyway, back to the real movie. 
<laughs> yeah, so the uh, the 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 delivery guy had a box. So as while Mills is with uh, Doe and he's like, you know, Mills is the uh, Doe is taunting him as this is happening. While that's happening, uh, Somerset opens the box and recoils in fear, and immediately starts <sighs> running back to mill to mills to be like put your gun down like he's you know he's trying to stop something here and when joe reveals he mentions tracy and now mills is like okay <laughs> excuse me <laughs> my <laughs> wife tracy <laughs> um what do you know about my dogs what do you know about my dogs mama <laughs> <laughs> she gave birth to those dogs what you do to tracy <laughs> Um, Doe reveals that he was envious of Mills and he loved his life and he tried to play husband and it didn't work. And who wants to do the reveal of the ending? Dude, Amr, do so you want to do it? Amr, you do it. So, you know that SNL song, Dick in a Box? <laughs> God damn it. This is, let's say, the thematic. <laughs> Let's say the thematic opposite of that. Uh, <laughs> what is in the box is Mills' wife's head. Tracy's head is in the box. And like you're saying, Sonique, this is like everyone knows you've got the dick in a box. You're, one might argue the polar opposite of dick in the box is head in a box. I mean, I mean they're, true. Both head and, they're both heads. Two heads in a box. <laughs> two heads in a box. Yeah. <laughs> but um, like, how many? I could, there's so many pop culture things like the what's in the box, you know, just fucking making fun of it. Yeah, I didn't know that that was, a, I didn't know until Sonique tweeted about, tweeted uh, what's in the box joke shortly, like oh, just a little while ago. I didn't know yeah. that that was like a, like a common cultural, like touch, like touch point because like oh, yeah. somebody in your replies immediately recognized it as like a seven reference. And I was like, oh, oh I yeah. wouldn't have known. I see it. Pretty often, I mean, not in the context in which I tweeted it, but like, if if someone has, like, if if Evan comes home with like a, a Amazon Prime, box, I'm like, what's in the box? Like, it's just like a thing you do. I feel like um, it is her head. He also uh, fuck. Do also reveals that Tracy was pregnant, and Mills did not know, oh. which is like, ugh. fucking Brad Pitt is amazing in this scene. I mean, Brad Pitt's amazing, but this like he. I watched this today when I was watching this today. I was like, damn, Brad Pitt's a fucking actor. Like he's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This could you he goes through so many different like And you see when it when he's trying to make the decision. God, yeah. Yeah, like when he like he holds tried the gun so up hard and then he like not. puts it down and he puts it's just like it's so like, oh, it was good. Ugh. And just and the, like the flash of goopy Paltrow's head, like super quickly. <laughs> in his head and then like that's when he pulls the gun up and just unloads the entire clip yeah not yeah. gooby pal <laughs> could you i mean he was he was fucked up deservedly in that moment there's no way he would have thought clearly yeah. but the first thing i thought of irrationally watching this i'm like well that's not smart he should have just gotten his anger out and like shot him in the shoulder a couple times or shot him in the leg shoot him in the gut obviously yeah, like he wouldn't die. I mean, he he would still get fucked up mm-hmm. for shooting this unarmed person. But it's like, because my thought was, like, if you kill this man right away, not only does he win, but he's dead and he doesn't suffer. <laughs> he's just yeah, fucking he gets out. To, he gets to have his own Dante's inferno. 
Yeah. Yeah. Do you think he's just in all of the like levels of hell going through just like with a pep in his step? Fucking stoked that. (laughs) He's like, oh, the river stakes. Like, are the stakes. So the stakes here are purely like philosophical in the sense that like, oh, he would win. Or is it that like, well, I guess it's that he would get sent to prison, but it's also like. In a circumstance, like, in this, like, very specific circumstance, I feel like the judge would be lenient on Brad Pitt's character, no? Like, knowing everything. Right. But I think he meant, like, he wins less that, not so much that Mills will go to prison, but I think it's that Doe's work is complete because he gets to be Envy. You know, he he killed, I mean, Tracy is the the (laughs) victim of Envy, and then he's the victim of Wrath. So it's a complete, he, he completed his work. So he wins oh, in that way. Yeah. But like, no, I feel like Mills definitely walks. He's a fucking white cop. He's fine. He's not going to prison. No, do you, no, he went, he was taken away. But what they don't show after the movie is he just went on desk. Leave. Yeah, he's not, he's not <laughs> like losing. He's, he's fine. I mean, like he lost his wife, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh man, I I do kind of hate that in movies when like, to make their point an innocent is fucked up. So like Tracy had nothing to do. Like she wasn't like, what was her sin? Like he envied her. It wasn't like the other way around. So he just like, by his logic, that was just a random murder he did. Well, I think it is motivation for like, in like in the, on like the scale of the movie, obviously like, yeah, I a hundred percent agree in the movie. It's like awful that this happens to her. And like, I, I hate that. I hate that they, did this to to an innocent but i think it's also like motivation for like uh what's named somerset's like change of heart by the end where like he's where he finally says like hemingway says that like sorry is it okay if i like say the the final line yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, go for it hemingway says that like the world is a fine place and it's worth fighting for and he's like i agree with the second part which if you were to ask him in the beginning, like b- before any of this, he would have said that none of that is true. Like it isn't worth fighting for. Right. Mm-hmm. But because of Tracy, because, because it was an innocent who got fucked up. That's like the fine. That's like, to me, like the final, like reason for his change or like a good mo- motivator for his change. Mm-hmm. That's I like that take. I like that. I also appreciate that you asked to say that line you just say it <laughs> you are you are too kind of soul you're the tracy of this podcast I know. Oh, don't, say you're that. Both the tr- don't say that sonique's gonna kill you am i am i i'm the john doe no no i'm i think okay. i'm the i don't know am i the mills or the somerset don't call me the mills that's not nice I wasn't going to say anything. I saw in your know, like, glint you know in your eye. Read, he knows how to read. No. I can read no. Dante. I'm, I'm the FBI <laughs> informant that needed the 50 bucks cash. <laughs> Though I'll admit, I didn't read all Dante. I only read Inferno. I didn't read Paradise because I was like, I don't care about that. I want to go to hell. I want to see what hell is like. <laughs> this is way more fun for me. I want to see what heaven is like. I've had a like. copy of the Divine Comedy for since eighth grade and haven't read it. <laughs> Same. <laughs> But it is something that I'm like very interested in, like that in Paradise Lost for both things. Really want to be yeah. 
you guys love horror, at least read Inferno. You don't have to read fucking Purgatorio and Paradiso. No, read Inferno. <laughs> That's just dope. <laughs> A common phrase people use when talking about Inferno. That shit dope. <laughs> That's actually the, the, um, the, the, whatchamacallit? The original translation, the Latin, the original Latin. <laughs> that shit dope. It was the first review of, of it. it was like, speaking about, speaking about that shit, shit being that dope. dope. <laughs> that shit dope. How do you think this shit could be more dope if it was a black movie? That being said, I will say out of all the movies we've watched especially recently very good ca- like casting like the da was a black guy morgan freeman's a black True. guy um you know it's just like a good smattering of people of <laughs> good smattering uh, of black guys a good smattering of a good smattering of black guys um <laughs> but do you or you know just a, a movie i don't know how would it be our usual thing i asked my question <laughs> i think Mills wouldn't be so angry at books just and that's that has nothing to do with like black people or people of color I just think if this was a black movie if Jordan Peele was directing uh 7-2 the John Doe inning he'd just be like well so Mills is out and he loves to read we just we don't need to talk about him being an asshole like he loves to read now yeah I think he would be less aggressive Mills, yeah. too. I think as a as a black, um, so if it was two black cops, I think Somerset would say the same. He'd be like the wise older one, and it, I think that the younger one, Mills, would still be um, would still kind of be a loose cannon, but I think in a different way. Maybe he's a little bit more unorthodox, but he's not like kicking down doors and shit. You know, it's actually they just <laughs> it's just Chris uh, Chris Tucker from Rush Hour. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's just that character with Morgan Freeman. Who I'll say, I think so fun. that if John Doe were not were were black, or if he were were not white, I think mm-hmm. he I think they could pull off the oh he's kind of right and like be right about it. I think <laughs> I think he would choose the right targets for each sin. Ooh. Ooh, I like that. So the the hint of it would strip away a, a couple of shades of the incelness. Yeah, for the John Doe character, probably. I think so. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> like it would be like more personal. As a result, too, I feel like there's a luxury in him being a white man that it can be like this weird general sweeping because like he's not really impacted by any of these people. Like He just doesn't like that they do that. They they do these things, but they don't do anything to him directly. Whereas I think a black John Doe would, to your point, Amr, would would the 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 victims would be different, not just because of the way he sees the world, but also because how they relate to him. So maybe it would be like. I don't know, greed would be like the CEO of the company that recently laid him off his job. I think it'd be like something yeah. a little bit more related to his so, life than just like uh, a DA or mm-hmm. whatever, right. or like a, a, a defense attorney, a, a sex worker, a right. drug dealer, you know? Yeah. That's, that's really nice. I do appreciate that take. It also, 
I it make John Doe pretty different, like I think at its at his base level. Cause in this one, like you were saying, Sneak, he was just this white guy that just didn't like what you were doing. Um, like, get off, get off my lawn. And, you know, he even says when they're like taken, going to the final location, he's like, who am I? I'm no one, but my work is important. Whereas I, this new John Doe would be like, like, no, like I have been wronged mm-hmm. by these people. Like, and it'd be more of a, a commentary on the thing that he's attacking, just not a, a bland that's a bad thing to god yeah, yeah. especially since because, i think yeah. so go ahead Amar. no i was just gonna say because like i said it was it's just his his targeting like uh kevin spacey's john doe's like targeting is so inconsistent as far mm-hmm. as like who he punishes for the sin like who is actually the one committing the sin here and like yeah it just feels like a like somebody who like as much as the movie tries to portray him as like this like G as like this under the level like un- under this uh like under the surface genius that this is actually just somebody who thought about the seven deadly sins for exactly a minute and that's it. <laughs> I like, didn't really like do any introspection or like, examination of He was sitting on <laughs> He was sitting on the train after vomiting on someone. He's just like, oh, what was that thing I learned in like confirmation when I was 12? Oh, the seven deadly sins. Let's yeah. go a murdering. <laughs> but yeah. I think it also, it ties into, um, I think kind of the theme of this month, March Madness, which I think this movie and a lot of movies do this when trying to deal with serial killers. Um, they do like to frame them as these like genius masterminds when in reality, most of them aren't like, I think on average, like most serial killers have about an average or below average IQ. Mm-hmm. They're usually, a lot of them have suffered from some sort of head trauma as children, apparently. Like most of the big ones had head trauma as kids. Like it's a little, it's a lot more nuanced. And I think um, it's interesting because even the conversation about John Doe being like insane or not and what that means, it's like, with serial killers, it's usually a little bit something in the middle. It's like, they are definitely not mentally well, like a mentally sound person does not do this, but most of them are of sound mind to make the choice to do these things, but why they do them and their motivation is typically something, an illness and which isn't to excuse that behavior. But I think it's kind of interesting movies like this kind of like build up this mythos of the serial killer as being this like master of of manipulation and he's 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 you know he's making the cops chase him and he's he reads chaucer and he and like usually like they're not they're just not and they also kill people the same way each time so it's like they're not doing all this elaborate shit it's usually like there's a there's an mo for each murder like it's not like this <laughs> it just goes back to what you're saying like uh oh sorry i'm you can go uh i was just gonna uh, saying, I don't know if you uh, know anything about this, and like it is truly a question because I I don't I don't know anything about it. But is there anything about like the like racial makeup of like the pool of well-known serial killers are overwhelmingly white, right? But like, is that or what, why is that? So the reason for that, um, so yes, they are mostly white. The reason for that is that crime is interracial. So most victims of serial killers of white serial killers are white people. And they are more likely to be caught, honestly, because they are 
a priority to the police. There are black serial killers. They kill other black people, oftentimes other like marginalized folks, oftentimes like black female sex workers who just do not get the same attention from the police and from the media. So they exist. Um, There's more white ones, I think also because population, just like if you looked at like statistics, like they're just going to be represent more, but there are probably quite a number of, of black and Latino, you know, serial killers who just kind of go unnoticed because their victims aren't a priority and they aren't, they don't, they don't, um, they don't capture the uh, the attention of people as much. So we just don't have as many that we are we know of, honestly. That was a very interesting answer from what I thought it was going to be. Um, <laughs> no, no, mean? like not a joke. Why people be I'm crazy. not making fun of you. No, well, I mean, honestly, I thought you were, I thought you were just gonna like go go off. No, I thought you were gonna be like, you know, it's like, oh, well, you know, just like. I thought I thought it was going to be like a systemic thing and just talking about like entitlement. Like, so it's more of like, like a white male thing in like that area. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that, but plays I mean, role. I mean, it plays a role. I think, I, mean, I think I especially with the attitude of like, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, especially with like mass shootings or like, and like yeah. public spectacle is a very mm-hmm. like white thing. Right. Yeah. I think it depends on the type of serial killer I too. Like, yeah. Like, um, like similar to mass shooters when you have like serial killers like a zodiac killer these people who have this like have kind of create this kind of like lore almost of themselves there is that attitude of kind of like grandiosity and like delusions of grandeur which i think does relate to being a white man like whereas i think with a lot of like black serial killers they also murder but they are less likely to embody that i think the only other ones i can think of is like the dc sniper was one who or two men who did kind of embody this like this idea like a manifesto this idea that they're doing something in society versus a lot of there's also a lot tons of white serial killers who just like like a henry lee lucas who are just like drifters who just they just yeah. fucking kill people <laughs> it's not it's not really anything intelligent it's like there's murderers you know so um, it's wild y'all well damn the more you know knowledge is power yeah. We'll start. <laughs> I can't wait for this to be visual so people can see. <laughs> I would add in the animation, like the little. Yeah, it's like, oh, you guys are going to add graphics? No, Sneak's just going to announce it and show you. Our <laughs> <laughs> we have a very small budget. My $7.50. Speed of which. Hey, you can still support the podcast if you want to go ahead and drop some cash into Anchor FM. I'll put the link in the description. Dude, all right. Thank you so much. Like, I legitimately got super excited when Sneak said, hey, can you do Wednesday night with Amur? And I was like, yeah, hell yeah. I mean, I I had a surgery I was supposed to have, but I pushed it back. (laughs) Andrew. No. (laughs) That growth is still growing. (laughs) (laughs) This is growing all the time. No. Yes, thank you so much for coming. This is so of course. fun. I mean, thank you for having me. I, I had a great time. I always have a, have a good time. Hope I can make a trilogy out of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, only a trilogy. Don't you dare ask yeah. me back for a fourth. <laughs> Seven three, the Amarisba being. <laughs> <laughs> three with uh, the E's as threes. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Uh-huh.
Andrew, um, if you ever need help with uh, titling your <laughs> screenplay. <laughs> I can't help that I am better at naming screenplays than I am at writing them. <laughs> it's your cross to bear. Like a, cross cross. Cross. like a big neon cross. Like a big neon cross that Umber thinks is dope. Just don't go past the front room because then it gets a little less, you know. Yeah. Um, Umber, do you want to plug anything? Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like I plugged up top for the most part. Uh, but yeah, I have my podcast about horror movies uh, that Cynique has been on now twice. Her second episode is going to come out very soon. And Andrew, we have to have you on twice as well. Please do. Yeah, you got to make because, you know, when you have two kids and one gets more, the other one gets <laughs> pissed and go, and starts going yeah, on I a manifesto. A, <laughs> yeah, he becomes a serial killer. <laughs> Uh, yeah, my podcast, uh, The Pod is Coming from Inside the House, which you can find on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And I'm also on, I believe I'm also on Anchor. Uh, and uh, my Twitter and Instagram are at bummer underscore no underscore B. Uh, I have old episodes of a podcast I did with a friend. Uh, and that podcast is called OK New Segment. Uh, that's in, that's just like an improv podcast that I did with my with my friend Keenan. Uh and right, Letterboxd is A D R I S B U D, and I will uh, try to write essays from now on. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure, don't. You just keep them like one sentence. They'll be graded. <laughs> so he's going to grade them. I will. Now read out the grade every week on the podcast. Yeah. Um, yes, guys, thank you so much for listening. Next week, we'll be back. Are we doing Mother next week? Yeah. Yeah, I think we said mother. Yes, because a, a listener reached out to us and suggested we watch mother. See what happens, Spooky Squad, when you reach out? We listen yeah. most of the time. Most of the time. But yeah, we're going to watch mother. So if you're interested in following along, uh, I don't know where you can find it. You've got Google. Figure it out. Hulu. Okay. Hulu? Yeah, I'm 90% sure. It's on Hulu. Hulu That's sure you, need to- <laughs> you, you can fucking google it you piece of shit it's on hulu <laughs> it's on hulu um <laughs> we love you <laughs> you guys please leave a nice review um but also yeah do that leave a nice review or me leave what you want leave a review rate if you haven't subscribed already subscribe to the podcast any parting words stay spooky i guess that's something <laughs> I love yes, you know how tentative that was. Like, stay spooky? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with that. Guys, stay spooky. Stay safe. Don't get murdered. Uh, stay spooky. Don't so. don't walk slow. Walk like a normal person. Don't walk slow. On don't the pavement. <laughs> don't walk with your girlfriend or boyfriend. Matter of fact, break up with them. Don't even walk with break them. Up <laughs> walk in a single file problem. line. <laughs> Watch out, y'all. He's out there. <laughs>